Welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across Australia, New Zealand, and throughout the Asia Pacific region. Brought to you by Insurance Business. Hello, and welcome back to IB Talk. I'm Danny Wood, News Editor of Insurance Business Australia. Drew Schneehager started her insurance career in South Africa and is now Managing Director of Innovation Group in Australia. Her firm is a gold sponsor at the upcoming Women in Insurance Summit, and Drew's panel discussion topic is about how to accelerate your career. Always a good topic area for an industry suffering a talent crunch and a well-known education and training challenge. Drew, welcome to IP Talk. Good morning, and thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. That's a pleasure. Now, take us back to the beginning briefly. How did you get your first job in the insurance industry back in South Africa? It's a cliche, but I fell into insurance like like everybody else. But I actually started as a claims consultant at quite a large insurance company. And I did really well and I soon became a supervisor. And I mean, working at Innovation Group, that's what we do today. We're a third-party claims administrator. So I always feel like... I started my career and I'm going to end my career with claims, but it's fine. I love claims. (laughs) So that's how I started. And so you started in claims and I mean, starting in the insurance industry, we're not talking about a very long time ago, but I mean, were there the sort of classic challenges that that I I guess women have had in the past in the industry or, or what was it like for you starting up back then? Um, definitely. I think things have progressed, um, you know, both in South Africa and Australia, but I, I could probably share a, a little story. So when I was working for this big insurer, they were quite a big um, learn, big learning school because they offered a lot of training courses. And I still today, I'm so thankful for that because I could learn about insurance and how to manage claims and, the, you know, the different complexities of it fairly quickly. Um, and in those days, I used to be a, a pretty young little blonde little girl, and I think people probably underestimated me. Um, I always worked hard to, sh- you know, showcase that, you know, there's some brains here behind this pretty face. But I I got called into the big boss office the the one day. He was quite a male a male chauvinist, and I walked in. And it was sort of in the middle of winter, and the aircon was in full blast, and the office felt like a fridge. And I was like. Why am I being called into this office? And his first question to me was, are you happy to see me? And I was so, so upset. Oh, dear. I was so upset. I went straight to my then boss, who was a female, and I said to her, look, I will be handing in my resignation as soon as I find another job. And she she obviously, she didn't stop me. Um, but I did meet her probably about 15 years later. She was working um, somewhere else. By chance, um, I walked in and she looked at me and, you know, she remembered Schneehager. You can't, you know, she just looked at me and she smiled and she just mentioned his name. And um, and she said, you know what, well done for all those years being such a young, you know, new aspiring young leader. And you just, you know, you just, you didn't stand for it and you just walked away. Um, so, yes, there, there, were, there were challenges. And I think as a female, you know, when you progress up in your career, um, when you're in a meeting room, you're mostly the only female, which which it's it's getting better. It is getting better. But I do find, obviously, because of Innovation Group today, we are quite in the fit industry. And again, you know, I'm, I'm surrounded by, by males. So, you know, they would look at this female. So what do you know about fleet? <laughs> and then when I do my presentations, um, we just recently did one at the um, Australasian Fleet Conference last week. And um, 
I got really good reviews uh, when I did my presentation and, and people just said, you know, we love your passion. We love um, your passion for the fleet industry and your your knowledge that you've built up and that you're sharing um, and this, you know, how you want to make a difference. So I think it's it, it comes from the person as well. It's it's how you how you take on things and how I've always been passionate about what I do. I think you can hear it just in the way that I talk and the way that I express myself. Um, but yes, I think that's in a nutshell some of the challenges you face in your career. Mm. Is there something you would have changed in those early years, um, if you could have, that might have helped accelerate you along a bit? Um, I think I would have probably just talking about, you know, the the sort of like the male dominant. Um, I always worked hard and, and hard work is good, but sometimes, you know, hard work can be, it can be quite, um, you know, you, you get tired of it. So I think um, I underestimated the boys club. I would have probably aligned myself with a very strong male mentor, influ- an influencer that's, that sort of just had my back in the in the early days, especially in terms of where, where my career was going. I, I needed that. Um, and and I didn't. So I worked hard for 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 quite a while before I I got my break. But I, I was lucky. I got my break when I was thirty two. So you didn't actually have a mentor in those early years. Did did you manage to to find one later on? I did. I did. Through my network, I was very fortunate. I was introduced to a very influential CEO of an underwriting agency, and he actually eventually became my business partner um, in the early thirty my early thirties. Um, he had an idea and he wanted to know if I would be interested to help him design a first ever high net worth insurance product, which I obviously grabbed with both hands. I was like, yes, I'm very creative, very, very entrepreneurial. So I was like, yes, I'm, I want to do that. And he took me under his wing and made me his business partner after I showed him my concept and plan of what I was thinking. And that was great because I got an opportunity of a lifetime to be able to you know, work next to him and work with him. And I learned a lot about how to run and manage a business. Unfortunately, he passed away um, sort of like two years into while while the business was in startup, he, he got cancer. And I must say the last thing he, he said to me before he passed away, which I'll, I'll never forget it, because it was probably a month before he passed away. He said to me, you know, all this hard work and driving your career and wanting to succeed and wanting to make money and climb to the top of the ladder and, you know, all of that, which he achieved through his life fairly quickly. He said to me, it's nothing unless you have your health. And um, <laughs> and that is so that is so true. And I mean, I experienced that two years ago. So I had um, breast cancer and it, it stuck with me that, you know, that is you, you got to You've got to also enjoy and experience life, you know, through all of what you're chasing in terms of your career development. It's it's um it's fantastic to have a great career. Um, but look after yourself as well, because he he died at a very early age. He, he died at 50. So he was just ready to go and travel with his partner. And he he couldn't do that. So, yes, something just food for thought as well. You know, yeah. It's always astonishing how many people are, are impacted by cancer. Are you able to say who this gentleman is, or do you prefer not to? He, uh, no, I can. He was. Um, his name was Andrew Packman, and he was in South Africa, obviously. Um, phenomenal man. I have. I've always had huge respect for him. Um, he was just. He was just amazing. He was my my biggest mentor. And yes, to die at such a young age with somebody that had so much, you know, that got going for him, um, was just yeah. To experience that was just like devastating, absolutely. Mm. 
So, so his, I guess, his words of advice combined combined with your own experience of cancer. Does that mean you've, I guess, adjusted your work life balance? I have, I have. That's why I moved from Melbourne, from the very cold Melbourne to Brisbane to have better weather and be ten minutes away from my brother and his and his wife and his two little kids. So. For me, it's just being, you know, a little bit closer and spending more time. So last week, I did a trip to Sydney for the AFMA conference, and then I jumped on a propeller plane to Newcastle to go and spend two days with my sister and her husband, and they've got a little one that's two and a half that's now calling me Auntie Drew. So that's just amazing. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, nice. <laughs> so, so I did that for two days, and and then I flew back to Brisbane. So I could still work, which is amazing because that's what COVID's done for us. So I could continue to, you know, manage my my day and then spend some time with them and then jump back on. So I was in the middle of that whole Newcastle hailstorm that happened on Friday afternoon. Oh, gosh, that's sort of, yeah, <laughs> the warning from the ICA about that one came out. Yeah, right. so I was like, so I was like, oh, am I going to get home for the weekend? It would be fantastic. So, so yes, yeah, so I do. I do try and do that more. Where, where I sit today, I, I'll, I think back about all the years, I think my two daughters would always say, Mommy is always in a meeting and mommy was always working. Although I made the time to, you know, do their big events like the dance recitals or their dance competitions or their netball competitions. But I wasn't there, you know, sometimes for the moments when they felt sad. So I think those are the things you miss out on when you drive this career, you know, and you just want to get to the top. So, yeah, you, you need to have that balance. Mm, that, it sounds like you, you've recognized that before it got too late. And it's interesting. Yeah. I've spoken to a few women who uh, make a point of almost enforcing a work-life balance on their jobs and they're you know high high performing women like you who are the heads of companies and they'll you know they'll they'll breastfeed at a meeting they'll take their calls while they're picking up their kids it it, it seems like there are more people like you who are, i guess doing that and in a sense showing others that they can do it too yeah yeah i know it isn't and you've got to you've got to identify and recognize that in your own business so, you know, that's why we've got quite a flex my way, you know, flex my work um, at Innovation Group. So we're a, we're a fully virtual environment. And when, when you know, people come back and they've had their babies, we obviously have to look at, you know, do they just want to work two days or three days? What What is it? How do they want to flex their lives? And, and also people have adjusted, you know, I'm picking up my kids and I'm dropping my kids. So, you know, how do we do this so that we've gotten, because we run a call center as well. So we've got to make sure that there's overlap in terms of answering calls and making sure we still deliver a service to our customers. So you, but you've got to find that balance in your business, which I think we can do today, which, which thanks to COVID, you know, we're able to do that. What do you see as some of the, I guess, acceleration issues facing people who are in the, the middle of their careers? I think you know, as you as you go through this, probably a stage where you, where you plateau and you feel like um, there's no longer any, you know, growth or advancing opportunities that can lead to, you know, frustration and potential lack of motivation. So I would say, you know, don't give up because it's, it's just a stage that you go through and you just got to find like what is the next thing that you need to go for. Um, there's there's probably limited opportunities because as you climb your career, you um, very quickly go through, you know, supervisor, senior supervisor, team manager, customer manager, leader, and then you get to the next level and then what then? So, you know, this can be, you know, if industries are, you know, a lot of industries are looking sort of like at the relatively flat hierarchy. So, you know, that can, that can um, also limit you a little bit when you get to a certain point. Um, I think there is age discrimination. I mean, I'm today, I mean, I'm 52. 
if I need to go and look for a job, if somebody's going to be like 10 years younger than me, they're going to go for the person that's 10 years younger because they know they're going to get more, you know, from that person because they that person will probably be at a, at a time of their career where they, you know, they've come up in the ladder, but they, you know, they, they still got a lot of opportunity to add value to the business. And I think there's also burnout. You've got to be, and that's just what we touched on. You've got to be very careful, you know, for on burnout. So when you're working really hard, you're striving for success, um, you know, in the middle of all of this, you you can get burnout and you've got to literally, you know, take a breath, just take a step back and sometimes just maybe take a break from work. And then I think the lack of work-life balance, I think that is that is key because that can feel you very, make you very stressed and then you can actually feel very dissatisfied. Like you're working so hard and you're doing so much and you try to get to the top, but you don't feel satisfied, satisfied within yourself. And that's where I think the stress is coming from. And my opinion, that's where the cancer comes from, because stress is cancer. And the more you stress, the more you're going to ignite it. And it just comes with the pressures of of, of a job and how hard you are driving it. So I think those are, are some of the things. But I think overall, you've got to identify it. Just be aware of it um, and then take the steps to address them. And then, and then just to continue to grow and advance professionally the way that that you want your, you know, your career to go. Rushni Hager, thanks for those words of advice, and thanks for sharing a few minutes with IB Talk. Thank you very much. Nice to talk to you, and I hope I'm going to see you at Women in Insurance in August. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I'll, I'll look yes. forward to it. Thank you for listening to IB Talk. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts.